Hello and welcome to Talking Bobcats. I'm Ryan Bliss. This is Talking Bobcats, episode four. Lined up for us today is the baseball's inaugural weekend, uh, including their first win, headlined by a big Brad Wolf 12 strikeout performance. Women's basketball kept rolling with a win against Hawking. Tajane Flowers Coleman headlined that one and was once again named OCCAC Player of the Week. It's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Let's start off this pod by uh, by talking baseball. There was some history made this weekend as the Bobcats baseball team suited up for their first action versus Lakeland at Springer Stadium in Avon. Springer Stadium is the semi-professional stadium where the, uh, the Lake Erie Crushers play their home games. Uh, with this being the first weekend, there was all kinds of history made, so let's just cover some of the firsts for Bobcats baseball. The first hit goes to Dylan Cutler as he doubled down the left field line in game one. Uh, Adam Weibert, the starting pitcher, recorded the Bobcats' first ever strikeout. Tyler Wolf scored the first run. He was uh, driven in by Riley Day, who received the team's first RBI. Uh, Tyler Wolf also hit the, the team's first home run. That didn't come till Sunday, so he's in the books twice. Christian Boyles had the Bobcats' first steal. Jagger Jeffries recorded the first save, and Brad Wolf, who we'll talk to later, recorded the team's first win. So let's start with game one. Uh, the Bobcat hitters had a little trouble getting started at the plate in this one as they only managed five hits in one run off of the Lakeland pitching while well, they struck out ten times. But the Lakeland hitters didn't fare much better off of Bobcat starter Adam Weibert. Uh, so Weibert walked the first three guys and then gave up a knock that scored a run to the Lakeland four hitter. But after that, uh, he would go on to face 13 more batters across his outing. Uh, he would have nine strikeouts, one walk, uh, give up no hits, and not allow another run. So Weibert would really settle in after the first four. Uh, the Lakers would go on to add four runs in the fifth off of a pair of two-run home runs off of the Bobcat bullpen. Uh, the Bobcats would answer back with their only run in the bottom of that same inning. And that's kind of all she wrote for, uh, for this one. The Bobcats drop it 5-1. to one. Moving into Game 2, the, uh, the Bobcat bats woke up, led by Christian Boyles, who was 4-4 four for four with two runs and three RBIs. Uh, they got really hot in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, Boyles led off the game with a single, followed by another Johnny Costella single. Uh, which is followed up by a Tyler Wolf walk that loaded the bases, a single by Riley Day, and another double by Dylan Cutler would uh, would send those guys home. Boyles would get to bat twice in this inning and uh, come up with his second hit as he hit a double that drove in friend of the pod, Tory Roper, uh, to run the Bobcats score up to 6-1. to one. The Bobcats would tack on a few more in the third on another Boyles shot to right, and uh, that would score Roper again. Wolf would drive him in with a sacrifice fly, and they would add one more in the fifth as Christian Boyles once again doubled off the wall and left to score one. That would be plenty of runs for starting pitcher Brad Wolf. He would go four innings, giving up three runs, one earned on five hits, one walk, 
But the uh, the big story here is he struck out 12 batters. So I'm not sure uh, how many of you are familiar with baseball, but 12 outs in four innings is literally all of the outs. So Brad recorded every out while he was on the mound, uh, and then passed the uh, the game off to Jagger Jeffries, who came out of the Bobcat pen to pick up pretty much right where he left off. Jagger would come in, throw three no-hit innings with five more Ks to earn his first save, and help the Bobcats get their first win. Uh, on the day, the Bobcat pitchers would have a, a pretty good day on the mound, as they would strike out 29 Lakeland hitters. Weibert had nine, Cade Campo came out of the pen for one, Alex Tackett also had two, Bradley Wolf would throw would have 12 Ks, as we mentioned before in the first game, and Jagger Jeffries would come out of the pen and have five. Uh, so Bobcat pitchers had a pretty good day. Bobcat hitters really turned it on in game two. Lots of good things from Saturday. We could sit here and talk about it all day, but we've got a great interview lined up with uh, with Bobcat first ever winning pitcher, Bradley Wolf. So let's send it over to Brad for the interview. All right, we're here with Brad Wolf, uh, our first ever winning pitcher for the Bryant and Stratton Bobcats baseball team. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for joining me today, man. So, Brad, if we haven't seen the, the stat line yet, right? Brad pitched against Lakeland in our second game on Saturday at Springer Stadium. He threw four innings and had 12 strikeouts in four innings to go for the win. So I don't know how many of you out there don't know too much about baseball, but 12 strikeouts in four innings is all of the outs. Brad, did you know you had made all of the outs or did somebody have to tell you? Uh, yeah, I honestly had no idea. Uh, while I was pitching, I, it kind of felt like I was striking out a good bit, but at the same time, I was dealing with base runners kind of on and off. So I never really got that feeling until... I actually came off the field, and uh, um, Jackson's dad actually told me that I finished with 12. And I actually, when he told me, I, I thought he was being sarcastic. <laughs> no, man, you had 12 strikeouts. To, to be honest, I didn't even realize it either. Like, I, it took me to, like, look back at the, um, like, the live stats and, like, the write-up after the game. I was like, wow, Brad really did have 12 strikes? I knew he had a lot. I didn't realize it was literally all of them. So congratulations on that. I actually don't know if I know anybody else who's struck out every better they faced in a uh, in a ball game. So congratulations on that. Uh, it was also the first Bobcat win. How does uh, how does that feel, and what does that mean to you to be the first pitcher to ever win a ball game for our club? Um, it, it honestly, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe. I mean, it, it's such a cool feeling. And going into the weekend, like I talked to my parents and talked to Tyler. Uh, I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, we are literally playing the first ever baseball games of this entire program. And, and the fact that, that that I actually got the privilege to get the first win in the program history is, well, that's something, like, I'll I'll tell people for the rest of my life kind of thing. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, you mentioned your brother, Tyler, who is also on the team. What's it like playing with, uh, playing with the little brother? Uh, it, it's awesome. You know, it's something that not a whole lot of people – to do in their life um i've been privileged to to play with him at two schools now and it, it just takes me back to like playing coach pitch with them you know <laughs> uh growing up i was always the older brother 
two years older than him. Um, we got to play together in coach pitch um, for for a little while, and then back again in high school, and then uh, stars kind of aligned, and here we are again in college playing together. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool experience, honestly. It, it is very cool. So you mentioned, like, growing up together. Like, were you guys like always like kind of kind of friendly or was there a lot of competition in the uh, in the wolf household uh we, we've always been pretty close uh it's just something like uh it came from my my grandfather uh passed it down to my dad he's always preached you know family's everything you know one day family's all you're gonna have i mean i i've lied we say we never fought but <laughs> <laughs> um but we've always been there for each other and i mean there's always always competition in the wolf household it's i think it just runs through our blood to be competitive yeah what's the uh can you give me an example of like the weirdest thing or the silliest thing you guys have ever gotten competitive over um trying to i mean god it's there's so many different things but like one that just came off the top of my head is like we all we all enjoy bass fishing and every time we go out if someone catches more fish than the other or one catches one bigger and it's just crap. It's just we talk crap to each other for the rest of the day about it. <laughs> Bass fishing. There's something to be competitive about. Uh, so like, let's go back to uh, to to the ball game, right? Get a little bit back on topic. What's uh, what were you doing out there on the mound that helped you be like so effective, right? So successful, so early. Um. One thing I was really trying to do was just I was trying to fill up the zone. Um, I was really trying to locate my pitch as well. Um, one pitch I was working for me pretty well was my slider. Um, I really tried to start it in the middle of the plate and have it kind of fall off. Got a lot of guys chasing after that. And, uh, I mean, in the field we had a couple of mishaps here and there that allowed base runners. But as a pitcher, it, it's never a good thing to show emotion, like negative emotion towards your fielders. Because at that point, then no, you don't have their back kind of thing. And um, I would let them know. Like, they booted one. I'm like, hey, man, get ready. Next one's coming at you. Let's twist two. Uh, just kind of show them that I got confidence in them. And that, you know, I'm not hanging my head just because they made an error. Awesome. Well, you were definitely uh, pretty effective. And, uh, I mean, the fielders didn't have to do a whole lot while you were on the mound on Saturday. They could have... Uh, probably spent most of the time in the dugout if they really wanted to you uh, you, you had it pretty well in hand most of the game i just uh the biggest thing whenever i take the mound is just try to do what i can do on the mound try to get my job done and my job is to throw strikes get batters out get ground balls and that's what i, I try to focus on every time i take the mound well awesome man well brad Thank you so much for joining me on uh, today's episode of Talking Bobcats. You guys are back in action Wednesday at Owens, uh, so good luck with that, and good luck the rest of the way. I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you again real soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed this. This is fun. All right, thanks, man. All right, let's move away from baseball and move into basketball. Uh, the women's basketball team was also in action this Saturday as they had a game against the Hawking Hawks. 
Uh, they won this one, 86-64, which uh, runs their record to 5-1 and one on the season. They've won four straight. Headlining this one was Tajon A. Flowers-Coleman, who had 21 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, that was good to, to lead the Bobcats in points and rebounds and earn her her second OCCAC Player of the Week nomination. Uh, Chiris Smith-Isom had her best game of the season with 12 points and 9 rebounds. Kiara Wilson had another good game with 14 points and 7 assists. Uh, we'll jump into this one now. I was a little bit tight in the first quarter. Treasure Jones came in off the bench and kind of jump-started the Bobcat offense with five in the first. Moving into the second quarter, uh, Tijane really started to, uh, to take over the game a little bit as she had eight points and five boards uh, leading up into halftime. At half, the score was 37-24 Bobcats, and then it, um, the Bobcats did what they've been doing for the last three or four games, and they just exploded coming out of the break is they had 28 points coming into the third quarter. Uh, this is their third game in a row with a, with a big third quarter. Uh, that third quarter headlined by Alicia Marshall and Kiara Wilson, who combined for six assists and six points. Uh, and that third quarter would really kind of kind of push the, uh, the Bobcats to the win for this one as they, uh, they would finish off the big win, 86-64, uh, again, that puts the record at 5-1. and one. They're 5-0 and oh in the OCCAC, which is still good for first place. Uh, they will play again tonight at Clark State at 5 p.m. The Bobcats men's team didn't get to play this weekend as they were canceled for their game with Hawking that was scheduled for Saturday. But they will be in action uh, again tonight versus Terrace State. Uh, at Terrace State, they'll play them again actually on Saturday as well. Uh, the women as mentioned before, play tonight at Clark State. They also play Clark State again on Saturday. And the baseball team has five games lined up for this week. They play Owens tomorrow and have a three-game series lined up with Mid-Michigan for Friday and Saturday as they'll play one on Friday and the doubleheader on Saturday. That'll about do it for us today for Talking Bobcats. Thank you all for listening. There's plenty of Bobcat action lined up for this week to keep everybody entertained. Uh, we'll catch back up and update you on how it went this time next week. See ya!